0: 060-584-2250, always feel free to give us your reaction and your response to all that we cover on the show today. And you would have been tracking down what's been happening with regards to the rugby side of things, Uh, the Kings coaching debacle, taking a bit of a new twist. Uh, It seems that the short list of four candidates has now been narrowed down to just one candidate. Hmm. The Samoan coach Steve Jackson, and one of those who is reported to have fallen out of the race is the former Springbok coach Peter Davylius. Widely reported that one of the most successful Springbok coaches allegedly, huh, allegedly, doesn't have a level three coaching certificate. Must have got the Springbok job via the back door, right? Hey? So tonight we're gonna. Kind of look at where these reports have emanated from. We'll chant to Peter Develli as his manager. Pablo who will join me in just a second because it's important to knuckle down and try and figure out exactly what this is all about. I'm a bit confused. Which
1: we duly did. And uh, obviously, as you are well aware, he... um. Attained his certificate in August 1996, and uh, further to that, uh, we also got a confirmation affidavit from um, Mr. Hoskins, just to further cement the fact that um, it was genuine and it had been pressure tested before he joined, before he was appointed as Springbok coach. Now, the reason uh, we did that was because the rumours already started emanating that Peter did not have a valid (laughs) coaching certificate. Uh, we duly submitted that, and it was confirmed, a uh, receipt was been given to us on the 23rd of July, the receipt of the certificate. And further to that, we then obviously heard the uh, radio interview, uh, sorry, the statement from SFM yesterday stating that he didn't have a certificate. So what is really strange is that we're really not clear where this um, emanated from. But obviously, on our part, we had to basically get a hold of the Kings and uh, listen and and advise them that, listen, we're not happy with what's going on. Do they have an appreciation of what is happening? And we also basically uh, called upon them to actually release a statement because we felt that our client was being uh, prejudiced by the negative uh, news.
0: Did you get a sense, though, that this coaching job had everything to do with? A coaching badge, or did you get a sense that this job had everything to do with the ability to do the job, given a certain track record that individuals have?
1: don't forget, when when you when we, we were sent the uh, the brief in terms of the terms of reference for the job requirements, uh, they give you a specific uh, list of things, and obviously he um, he, he ticks all the right boxes. And um, but to be quite frank. Um, he probably felt uh, he wasn't asked enough technical questions at at the, at, at the interview. But uh, either way, um, when you look at the candidate list of the other candidates, there really is no question who is the right man for this job.
0: How did he feel at the interview? I mean, did he feel like there was a sense of hostility?
1: I asked him that question. Uh, he didn't say he didn't feel that there was a sense of uh, hostility. Uh But I guess, you know, when once you've been to an interview, you do get a sense, you know, whether you're comfortable or uncomfortable. I really got the sense, not, although I didn't say it, but I really got the sense that uh, he wasn't very comfortable, uh but we, we couldn't pin down what it was. I um, mean, obviously, he's been to other interviews where we talk afterwards. And, you know, there's, there's a very distinct difference there between this time and any other time.
0: And it's it's no secret as well, Pablo, that he's a man who's openly spoken and even on this platform about being squeezed out of jobs in South African rugby. So there has been a concerted effort to make sure that he's unemployable at any franchise around the country ever since he left the coaching job of the Springboks. So it, it, it can't be that that. Has been lifted all of a sudden when, for all of these years, it has stood firm. He's even had to go across the border to Zimbabwe to go get a job over there. You know, surely this so called hate campaign against Peter de Villiers has not ended.
1: Precisely, Rob. I definitely feel the same way. Um, as you were well aware, and he has said it, right? he was blackballed literally for seven years. Uh, we, he really was not making any headway. Um, we were very hopeful that in this instance um, that the tide had changed, but clearly uh, this concerted effort of not, you know, of really depriving him of a livelihood is continuing. And it's really sad and disappointing that um, we believe it's coming from specific reporters. I mean, these reporters are working; they're earning a living, and you know, they're depriving an international coach of his status from getting a job to look after his family. It just doesn't make sense to me. Are they being used? Uh, are people, you know, what what is the issue? Why is it not a level playing field for somebody of his caliber? Hmm.
0: All right. We'll, we'll get to the statement that they released in on the backdrop of all of these reports. And I see the yes. reporters are, are pointing to a certain report that was originated in the City Press newspaper. I'm not too sure you know, what weight that carries or what's the significance of the fact that it had been carried out in the city press. But then just tell us about the importance of having that Level 3 coaching and how not having it could disadvantage him from getting jobs like the Springbok coaching job before.
1: I think uh, if anyone knows in, in, in the industry, in the rugby space, Level 3 is the highest possible attainment attain in terms of coaching certificates. And he's had this for over 20 years. 1996, right? Um, and I, I also hasten to add that he's probably one of the top 10 ever South Africans to ever attain that post-1994. post, post, uh, post 1994. So at this stage, Mr. Villiers should not be struggling. He should not be in the position that he is where he fails to get a job. That for us is something we don't understand and I am yet... To hear somebody argue against the abstract,
0: but he struggles. We but know he this. struggles.
1: Yeah. We know that. We know this. He struggles, but we don't understand it. And it it has to stop. And hence the fight. We we're going to fight this to to the end. And we hope the kings make the right decision, right. And we are not clear at the moment where it is. But I have expressed my dissatisfaction and concern to the kings in terms of of what is happening outside of the interview process and that we're concerned that our client will be prejudiced, not only our client, but the the interview process itself. Uh, We'd also called for them to release a statement that will also basically um, give the the process credence and maintain a um, a level of purity, so to speak, in terms of the interview process. Without influencing, without being negatively influenced.
0: Because again, Pablo, if my memory serves me well, he's actually coached the Kings before. Now, with the issue of his. (laughs) With the Spears then. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. So, would the issue of qualifications not have been brought up before then when they employed them then?
1: You see, that's that's the the other thing that's very strange. Uh, For Peter, he's doing a 360, he's going back home, so to speak. Uh, He started there, he's going back there. Um, the issue of qualification, the issue of his, of his certificate should never have been an issue because those, that information was submitted. Right? And in our emails to them, we're very specific. Is there any additional information that you require right, to be able to for, for, them, uh, for the panel to review this process? We have an email that says, no, uh, we're satisfied with everything that has been submitted to date.
0: Oh, I mean, it's 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 a bit <laughs> it's mind-boggling. It's yeah,
1: it is. It is mind-boggling, and you know, I mean, on social media, unfortunately, yes, uh, you know, things have just gone crazy. But it just does not make sense. Um, we can't put a finger on what it is exactly uh, that Mr. De Villiers has done wrong for him to be treated in this manner. It's unacceptable. It's barbaric. It's quite primitive, in my view
0: but have the current king's management communicated any concerns with him or i mean or to you about his qualifications that you presented not, to them
1: not at all whatsoever they have not communicated any concerns disputing or or, or querying his qualifications. i i think they're very much aware uh, that he is qualified to do the job <clears throat> uh i i call it mischief and i did uh, you know, advise the kings that this. Now we believe there's mischief in the media, which is trying to prejudice our client. Um, and I understand they have uh, since released a statement, which I'm not, uh, I'm not aware of uh, whether it has come out. And we need to understand how we take this forward.
0: Because it, it begs the question, though, that if the SA Rugby management did they check the validity of his qualifications back then? before they gave him the coaching job of the Springboks?
1: Absolutely. Um, he, the, his qualifications were pressure-tested before he joined the Springboks. Hence, um, <clears throat> we had um, the uh, affidavit from uh, Orin Hoskins, which was sent on the 23rd. Now, this was also it came about from the fact that we had already heard uh, murmurs in the industry that you know there was a, a questioning of, his, of the validity of a certificate. And uh, Mr. Hoskins obviously um, uh, submitted an affidavit to confirm that, indeed, this is a valid certificate.
0: Right. As I said, Jody Hendricks, sports commentator, TV analyst, artist here, sports presenter with me here in studio. Jody, (coughs) good to have you. Welcome.
2: Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thanks. uh, Good being here. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah. Puzzling. Yeah. uh, I think we need to separate a couple of things quickly. Sure. the best man getting the coaching job in South Africa, that's a novelty. I don't, in this case, I don't think if Peter doesn't get the job, I don't think it'd be personal. And then we've got to look at the so-called vendetta against Peter de Villiers. It's been coming for years. I remember in 2008 when he was appointed, he had to answer questions about his qualifications and here we are 11 years later and we're still yeah. doing it. So somewhere somebody doesn't like him, we've got to ask who and we've got to ask why.
0: But have you worked it out? I know, Jody, you're not somebody who will just accept things being presented like that. You, yeah. would, you would try and figure out who, at what level, and, and what reason.
2: Look, at, uh, in the industry that we work in, I think there's, the medias, there's certain media is definitely being used. Yeah. Um, by who? Um, we've, we can only speculate. I can speculate. I'm not going to say it tonight because I don't have any facts to back it up. But uh, it's clear as daylight from what we've seen the past 48 hours what we've seen in the past um, seven years since Peter left his job, there's definitely a vendetta against Peter de Villiers. Mm. And Rob, we've got to admit he's probably the most successful coach in South Africa. Maybe the second most successful coach. So he shouldn't be struggling to get a job. I mean, Laurie, um, Steve Hansen, if he finishes the world cup, um, he's guaranteed a job. Heineke Mayer is sitting in France. What did he ever achieve? He's, he beat the all blacks once in four years. Mm. Peter did it three times in one year. Oh. So you've got to ask who and you've got to ask why.
0: But where does it end? I mean, y- you've got the Kings, a franchise that's starting to try and resurrect themselves um, to be moved from pillar to post by the Kings. Yep. I mean, surely, let's also be realistic here. It's not like you're getting a major franchise coming through. It's, it's, it's And one less. of the
2: first privately owned franchises in South yeah. Africa. So they don't necessarily have to dance to the... Tune you know of South African rugby. So, and with all due respect to the Australian guy who's coaching Samoa, Steve, mm. um, you know, if you had to compare the two, Robert, <laughs> honestly, Peter de Villiers and a guy coaching Samoa, do you? Do you yeah. You have to ask.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. what's at play here? It's, yeah. it's It's crazy though because Pablo, we would know that the Kings are allowed to choose whoever they want as their yeah, coach. Absolutely. And obviously, having spoken to the people who are going to be employing him, did you have an uncertainty, though, about not getting the job, you know, as far as Peter's concerned, after his interview that he had with them?
1: Um, I Put it this way. We, uh, I, I believe that, uh, like you said, um, obviously, the, the employer has the right to employ who they Resonate and feel is a, is a fit to whatever they're trying to achieve, but in this specific case, when you have a coach of the caliber of Peter Vilas, for me, it's a no-brainer. But having said that, then you have to also uh, look at the issue of what, where is all this noise coming from. Assuming we didn't have all this noise about his qualification and blah blah blah, and we get to the to the end of the process and he's not chosen, would we still feel the same way? So that's also another interesting question that needs to be, you know, we'd have to consider. Um, but the fact of the matter is that there is a concerted effort to derail Peter de Villis at every turn whenever he tries to take a step forward.
0: But when does it end? I mean, surely, that's the, when does yeah, it that's end?
1: That's the question. We This needs to end. Um, if, for instance, he's not successful in this situation, do we have a right to to appeal not, not really but the fact of the matter is then the public opinion will be able to say guys this is wrong how do we rectify this do we have a platform to make it right
0: this is vendetta was there jody when he was coaching the box yeah yes. the press conferences you know were made to try and turn him into some form of a joke a clown yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And um, it's it's really sad. And the one thing that I always said about Peter DeVille is I will judge him on what he achieves on the rugby field. And irrespective of, of my personal opinion or what I think about the way he handled it, and I admit he made some mistakes when it came to the media, Rob. But definitely, it has to go according to your record. There are, if we look at super rugby, curry cup level, far less qualified coaches that hasn't achieved anything. Let's be Honest, they haven't achieved anything close to what Peter de Villiers has achieved on international level, and they are coaching um, Curry Cup and Super Rugby teams. And We have to ask, you know, what did, who did Peter de Villiers upset, and why do they have this vendetta against him? That's going to be, I'm um, actually after tonight you've motivated me. I'm going to start go asking research. some serious questions and ask why, Stellenbosch. I, th- I don't. I would hesitate to say so. I, I think Peter has. He's grew up close to Stellenbosch. I know he knows that community well. I know oh. that they supported him when. But
0: the people in power there.
2: Yeah, some of them maybe could be. Um, they're also the people running a few of the big unions in South Africa. So that could be. Um, yeah, I don't. I think that could be a possibility. Um, but who exactly? That's the question.
0: But then, what challenges again, Pablo? Did Peter raise about the union during the interview?
1: Um, none that I'm aware of. Uh, but uh, like I, 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 like I alluded to earlier, I, I, I got the sense that um, he, he didn't feel comfortable after the interview. That is something um, I know. I, I can, I can, op- I say openly. Um, what it was exactly, I, I'm still yet to, to get that from him.
0: Jody.
2: Yeah, I think we've got to take a step back here and look Mm -hmm. at um, after Peter de Villiers left the Springbok coaching job in 2011, Rob, and maybe Pablo can help us here. Mm -hmm. Um, Before the University of the Western Cape, we Mm -hmm. coached them in the varsity shield before we went to Zimbabwe. What were the other jobs that he applied for and were unsuccessful? Can you maybe help us, Pablo?
1: Um, obviously I came much later in but I also know that uh he, he was due to go to Wales and I, 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 Rob I think he spoke to us about you on the show a couple of uh, uh, months ago. That for me was I, if I remember one of his big opportunities that he lost. Um obviously we've also had a few other unsuccessful attempts and um but it it hasn't what's the word? it hasn't been it hasn't been positive for him to get it he just has unfortunately his name has been rubbished in the in the in the rugby industry
0: hmm. all right you know what? let me take a quick break is, because and,
1: and, this, and this is not just in south africa
0: yeah no 100% yeah. and that's why when we come back we'll include tunde who will be part of the conversation as we try and unpack exactly what's happened here we'll read the full king statement that was released earlier uh, rubbishing a couple of the reports that have been out there, but I don't know. You can also give us your thoughts 060584
3: Marawa Sports Worldwide.
0: Peter De I'm
2: quite tired of black on black violence by now. We've all been used by some sinister force out there to divide us so that we actually think that um, we owe them everything for our existence, you know. So, um, yeah, things are actually not what you really see. People has been paid to say a lot of things in life. I understand it. I do understand that we allow ourselves to be controlled by either outside forces or money or power or all those kind of things. I never give you a good answer if you ask me a bad question because I don't want to have left your question to the stage where it look as if it was a good thing. If they asked me asked me bad things, I just gave them bad answers, you know. And they couldn't handle it because none of the previous coaches did that before.
0: Hashtag MSW
4: It's so amazing that uh, this man, uh, coach Peter de Villa doesn't have a, a coaching certificate, level 3 coaching certificate. And then if he coached the Springboks, why didn't he even uh go to take a certain uh, that course even after he, he did uh, he did coach the, the our national team why didn't he or maybe he thought that he could just get the the jobs easily because he, he he was involved with the the springboks it's so surprising it's amazing and it's disappointing and then the authorities who hired him as a uh, as a springboard coach, what did they use or well, they handpicked him from where? Thank you. This is Moses Mukwena of Hamu All right.
0: I thought let's quickly deal with that because I, I'm sure Moses has kind of got his mm. wires crossed. The, the level three has been there since 96. Correct, yeah. Pablo? Correct, Jody? That's
1: yep. absolutely correct. From yeah. August 1996, level yeah. three. Just and uh, obviously, six years before that, it's level two and level one.
2: It was there when he coached the twenty ones to World Cup Gloria as well, Rob. Absolutely. All
0: right, let's... Uh, yeah,
1: so his yeah. level 2 has never, ever been an issue.
0: Okay, all right. All right, let's get a couple of more of the voice notes and then, as I said, Tandeman, understanding bye to uh, be part of the conversation. It's an intriguing one, but it's also one where we're seeking answers.
4: Hi, Robert Marau. Mayur from Cliptown yeah. I think, you know, it's not true that this uh, Peter de Villiers doesn't have qualification. He's been coaching for so long, all of a sudden now he doesn't have qualification. You know, I. it's not right, man, it's not right. I think
5: it's a lie, it's a lie. That's not true, Rob. Thanks. Marawa, even Lillian Chuster got paid to make jokes about Peter de Villiers. I am not surprised. There's a big mafia in La Peste must go and fight those people. Head-on collusion if it has to. Leon Chousta was paid also to make joke about that man. He knows it. Good evening, Mr. Marawa. Um, what a sad story about Mr. De You know, looking at his situation, I think his situation is similar to one of Mandela, back in the days when he was sent to jail. Uh, It's similar to Steve Biko, back then when he was sent to jail, and even killed, because during those days, when you are black and wise and uh, confident, you were perceived as arrogant, and uh, you had to face elimination. So, with Peter, he has always been very confident. People tried to manipulate him, the management of Saru. He didn't dare. Uh, he didn't dare listen to them because he knew what he was doing. Gen- white journalists tried to m- Mickey Mouse him. He gave them a pill for for their, for their sickness, and uh, it upset everybody. Because he was seen as this person who is arrogant, so to be honest with you, overall his situation is racism.
0: 0605842250. The full Kings statements or statement reads as follows: The Southern Kings board has noticed the widespread and largely inaccurate speculations in the media regarding the ongoing process of appointing the new head coach for the franchise. We can confirm that proceedings continue to progress in an orderly, confidential and professional manner. An interviewing panel was appointed to interview candidates for the head coach position and to make recommendations to the Southern Kings board. While the job advertisement for the vacant position called for a candidate with a World Rugby Level 3 qualification as per minimum requirement, for all elite coaches and experience at the highest level, it was uh, discovered that only one of the candidates that were interviewed had the required qualifications. Now, notwithstanding the above, following the completion of the process of interviews, the interviewing panel ranked the candidates in terms of their technical capacity for the job. We can confirm that the interviewing panel was sent their scores and rankings uh, to the chairman of the board, Mr. Lois odojana uh, who intends to present these recommendations at the next board meeting before the final decision is made. An official announcement will be made at the appropriate time, once all contractual negotiations are being completed. As previously stated, we continue to treat the entire process with strict confidentiality and sensitivity. When do you laugh at the statement, Pablo?
1: I beg your pardon. Sorry, I didn't hear that.
0: I'm saying, at, at what point do we laugh at the statement?
1: It's, it's, it's really difficult for me, because um, this is literally uh, the first I'm hearing of, of this statement. Um, it says, orderly manner. Uh, but clearly, uh, it's, it's, I believe there have been some deliberate leaks to tarnish um, the reputation and the opportunity for Coach Peter Willis in this in this instance, um, with regards to the candidate, I don't know whether it is true that they're saying. Well, we know for a fact that our candidate has level three. Sorry, our client rather, and so I guess that gives us a level of confidence. And let's see how it pans out. Um, we can't obviously really speculate too much at this point until a final decision is made. Uh, but we remain hope- hopeful and trust the process has not been prejudiced.
0: All right, more reaction.
3: #NSW. MSW. Uh, yes, my Production here. Uh, I think this thing they are just uh, blackmailing uh, PD de Villiers. You remember there was a scene that they find out that by the uh, there was a pilot who is driving a fight without the driver's license, and it was, it was just because was white person. Where, what, what happened now? no, 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 no. This thing
6: must stop. This is must stop. Thank you. Hola, Mr. Marawa. You guys, you don't see the bigger picture here. Those guys are scared of Peter de Villas. They know if he take that job, he's going to take that team to greater heights and he's going to make them look like nothing in front of him.
3: Good evening, Mr. Robert Marawa. This is TT from Kanana Okuni. For me, I think the problem is in
1: Stellenbosch. It's a Stellenbosch mafia. This issue is political,
6: more political than sport.
0: All right, Keeper, those voice notes are coming through 060584 2250. We try to dissect what's happening here. Ubba uh, Zwane on Twitter says, Well, I'm a bit lost. Uh, P. Div was good enough to coach the Springboks, uh, but not good enough to coach the Southern Kings. My Lee all right, let me go to Tando Manana. Uh, Tando's obviously uh, been listening very, very carefully. He is the EP Rugby uh, General Manager, former Madiba's Rugby Club President, former Springbok, Junior Springbok, Bulls and was flank forward, also SABC Sport Rugby Analyst, member of the Room Dividers, Mr. Manana. Good evening and welcome.
7: Rob, first and foremost, welcome back. Um, I know that uh, you've been away out of the town. I hope things went well on your away trip. And also just greetings to your guests uh, the two guests Jody and Pablo and also I think the whole radio community at large across the country the breadth and the in the length of this beautiful land of ours good evening
0: great stuff sounding like a politician already (laughs) Um, yeah it's amazing what one appointment does to a person's character (laughs) all protocol observed all right we're about four minutes away from the news yeah give me your overall impression. I'm not going to ask you a direct question as yet. I'll do that after the news. You've seen this. You've seen the reports going backwards and forwards, the rebuttals about the story coming through from the city press, uh, the statement that I've just read now, the full statement that came through from the Kings. What do you make of this, PDF issue?
7: You know, Rob, if if one looks at how it was done, and this for me, first and foremost, let me make a disclaimer. I do not represent the Southern Kings. I represent the mother body which is Eastern Province Rugby during work time. This is after my work. I'm speaking in my own personal capacity as a rugby activist throughout. Uh, No position will change how I see things in terms of the landscape of this country. That should be understood by each and everybody because there will be calls uh, that I know. Uh, but also I'm allowed in this country to air my own opinion, personal opinion. And if I look at how the system was run, uh, obviously there was an invitation uh, for candidates uh, to apply for this job. Uh, I was the first person, and I have to say, when I looked at the advert at the time, that they only gave individuals who wanted to apply for the post four days. Mm. And I went on Twitter and I said, come on, guys, you can't be serious. This is a top job for you to just have it for four days. And in those four days include Saturday and Sunday. What happened thereafter, it was prolonged up until the end of the month. So it was 10 days from four to 10 days, which is fair. It gives everyone an opportunity to go back, uh, update CVs, and then look at the requirements. You know, and then... The panel was appointed and so forth, the shortlist. Um, and, and for me, the only worrying thing is this thing is playing off in the media because the leak this time around. As much as people will say, I didn't leak anything, it was leaked before I even um, wished Peter De Villiers, uh, you know, uh, all the best for his interviews. It was out there in terms of the candidates that had been there. But things always get changed because there's preferential Uh, opinions about a certain person and i think uh, it's very important that um, you know what is playing out now is because of uh, the whole thing being uh, sort of uh, given to certain individuals to, to rally and run with it and not let the process run its course because the candidates were there and yes rob as part of Um, their condition you you needed to have coached an international uh, side you needed to have a level three all those things they did put out very clear so uh, that was also to make sure that they get the best candidates uh, around so you know my interest would have been if there were 50 candidates i would still want to just maybe get a sense of how many just the 10 that were you know that did really apply i don't know maybe we'll find out sometimes later on in our lifetime who were those 10 out of those 50 that also applied did not make the short list of those four people going there so if you look at the whole thing and where we are now is this thing now has blown out because of certain individuals uh, looking to give scoops uh, and so forth uh, in, in the media fraternity. And, and this is all about, uh, uh, you know, a guy in question and Peter De Villiers, what he's done, you know. So, uh, and, and you look at the level. Yes, he's had the level, but where the proper process is followed, one is did you make contact with, um, you know, the IRB World Rugby to verify the qualifications of these candidates who were being shortlisted? That is a must. Uh, if not you being able to go to ireland to request these then it's just going down to cape Town, and asking a mr adonis who heads that department which is game development and game learning and also coaching a, a, a department in that instance for you to just verify that for me is the biggest question out of all of everything was that done and then if i can get a personal answer i would be very happy if that was done before the interviews because we would not be finding ourselves where we are so that for me is is the jinx and the mm-hmm. jacks of the matter, the proper processes before leaking information out.
0: All right, you've given us some food for thought, uh, and we'll do that after the news time for what's happening around the world.
7: Do not forget where your history, South Africa, is. The enemy's desire is to try and erase
4: it.
8: Welcome. You're with the room
5: dividers. Good evening, Robert. Um, allow me to, to 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 quote the Bible with regard this, to this issue of Peter Devilliers. John chapter three verse twenty says, "Those who do evil things hate light, and will not come to the light because they do not want their evil deeds to be shown up." Let those people who reported that uh, Peter Devilliers. Uh, it doesn't have level three qualification come and explain where do they get such information from
4: good good okay. evening marawa this thing is just straight up man this listen to this, this is racist man
6: yeah
4: rob siswe from philippi i think uh, pdv and the kings have uh, some beef of some sort because i once heard him uh, from some publication saying uh, the inclusion of kings in the in super rugby was that like bringing rugby as backwards or something so as if maybe he kind of
3: disapproved Hi Rob, this is Apewa from uh, Midrand. Hey man, this topic is hot. I'm driving here. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that this, for me, all goes back to the question of why, in a population of almost 60 million people, are there only four actual franchises? You know, um, you know. For me, the fact that the Kings are now privately owned is a step in the right direction, and I feel like once we get to a point where we have a sort of Premier League or Premier System or even if we now allow people to buy franchises it eliminates this whole thing of Saru having control over these unions and then whoever controls Saru has control over these unions because the fact that a person can be blackballed out of a whole sport in a whole country to to me amazes me I mean when will we get to the point where we decide that okay cool 10 teams all privately owned do, do what you want as long as you have this, this thing of unions to me is archaic, it's old school and it allows people to have uh, this much control Thank
6: evening Tarob, this is Celo here from Motla. Tarob, you know Saru is busy destroying Peter de Villas here I would have understood Tarob if uh, Peter de Villas was competing with Jake White sure, Jack White has won us the World Cup. Peter De Villas has done very well for our country. So if he was competing against Jack White, that would be fair. But right now, I don't see anyone who's close to Peter De Villas for that position. In fact, they should have gone to Peter De Villas and asked him to come and coach uh, the Kings. So, what they are doing now is busy uh, shaming uh, Peter de Villas. they are busy taking his uh, uh, reputation down. This is nonsense, Darop. There's somebody here, there's somebody there in Stellenbosch, there's this Mukodoi who's trying to, to destroy uh, uh, Peter de Villas.
0: Well, thank you so much. Uh, great perspectives uh, that are coming through on 0605842250. And all the WhatsApp voice notes uh, on Twitter says, I'm listening attentively, gentlemen, in a country where a metric certificate uh, can get you a CEO job, but a former Springbok coach has to battle for a Southern Kings job. I think that's a perspective. Jody, if you quickly go back to some of the mm. voice notes, they've nailed it. Anywhere else somebody with the kind of credentials and pedigree of a Peter Devilliers, you would be approached, and you'd
2: think, what do these people get by not appointing Peter Devilliers? So for me, Rob, if we, yeah, if we had to ask ourselves, the Bulls two years ago, headhunted hunted John Mitchell. Right. They wanted an international coach. They wanted one of the best, which John Mitchell was. He ticked all the boxes. Why, if a union once a specific coach that you know his caliber you know his track record why not go for him directly Mm. why go through a process but
0: it's part of the narrative though again jody to say it can't be that easy um it it, it might be privately owned there might be new owners there might be a new board there might be new everything but i just think that the centralization of rugby we we can't run away from that It, it runs within the same narrative and we're seeing it openly playing itself out right now. And
2: we've seen it for the past couple of years and um, Peter de Valiers is one of the victims yeah. of that narrative. Well, the primary victim. Yeah. Um, I think, well, there's a few others if we really had to dig deep as well. So, but yeah, at the moment, Peter de Valiers, it's, it, it's really unfortunate that we're in a situation like this in 2019, Rob, yeah. where uh, an international a coach of the caliber of Peter de Valiers should be struggling. I'm, I'm sure if he applied for a club job, he'd mm-hmm. probably be blackballed as well.
0: What saddened me again, Mr. Manan, and I'll get a comment from you, Pablo, in a second, um, yes, was was having to see a man having to go dig deep in his archives and display all of his certificates yesterday to the public. And, you know, for me, you know, it, it just shows again that none of these other candidates have had to do that. And they do not even have a fraction of the kind of success that a Peter de Villiers has, but he has to, like a a little child who's been fingered and told, "No, you don't have X, Y and Z. So he's had to do that last night.
7: You know, Rob, one thing that for me is very fascinating is if, if one were to look at the current international coaches, your Steve Hansen, Sir Graham Henry, and I'm specifically talking about the New Zealander coach. It's only in this year, 2019, that they uh, for now will change to the world rugby the IRB World Rugby qualification of a level three all this time they were not required for them to have the world rugby in fact South Africa is one of the leading countries when it comes to rugby uh, qualification for coaches in that system now why would a country like New Zealand Be a country that's uh, sort of off the radar and not required to join the other elite countries since 2007 when it was said that uh, everyone had to change to the new IRB uh, coaching qualification. That for me, uh, you know, I I was very perplexed when I really, when I went through my own archives and I just found out that, uh, you know, a guy like Steve Hansen is still using his New Zealand um, IRB, I mean, uh, level three uh, qualification. and 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 there's nothing that says to them they should have or they should be towing the line with what irb has asked them to do it's only this year and it's a fact you can't take away uh, that so why this time around is you don't make it that uh, across the whole globe this is the standard that's been followed but certain countries like in this instance new zealand is only joining in now so why must it be an exception uh, for other countries that they have to have this irb uh so yes it is the one that uh, is making all the decision because it comes up with new initiative you look at box smart rob the importance of you having box smart the importance of you knowing the rules uh, yeah. of you having a game having ambulances at the game having making sure you've got a qualified first aider making sure that the grounds that you're playing in poles are covered uh by the the cushion so that is fine that is protecting the game because there can be a lot of uh, teams being sued so this for me was was very disturbing in a sense that they still uh, that that changes so in this one they've lied or relied to look at saying look in 1994 he should have at least uh, changed in 2007 but in 2007 peter de villias was announced as the next springbok coach in 2008 and they were given up to 2011 and if it was really that serious that he had to head the irb then he would have had Because at that time, he was working for the South African Rugby Union at that stage. If I'm looking at a guy like uh, Heineke Meyer, he went to 2015 without the, the level 3 IRB because he still had the old one. You look at Alistair Kutsi, I'm, I'm quite certain that he did not have uh, the, the latest uh, IRB uh, uh, level three when he coached the Springboks before he went and uh, and gone to Japan and so forth and so on. And, and, and that for me is, uh, you know, when you come up with those clauses, it should have also been noted and stated that if you have... a a level three that is not adjacent to what is required by the new irb then i'm sure he would have known about that because you make special recommendation for coaches that have achieved that level three that's the first part you do make uh, 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 that recommendation of saying uh, this this guy will have a different look because Rob it's different when you do this thing because what it talks about it talks about a whole lot of issues mm. it talks about you being assessed by a world rugby assessors and we have quite a few you have Anthony Hugh Adonis Sherwin Colby you have Henny uh, you have Neville Hebron you have Rosalind from Boland. we have Lance Sending so there are those people that could get people up to speed if they have the level 3 that now needed to be changed into the knew but that was not done and another thing we also have to understand uh, that uh, you know the process of of this thing is when you want your level three for example it's the union that nominates you to go for this level three and it's going to obviously take forever and ever and ever for certain individual because you're constantly being assessed for you to get that but for peter he had a drop it's just a matter of him converting to what is required that for me is the fundamental thing that Mm -hmm. is currently happening is the evidence is there that yes he has had it. I mean, if you look at the RPL, which is recognition, prior learning, he's done those things. He knows. He's coached at the international uh, level. Surely, he cannot be then uh, trumped down or, you know, kicked down to the ground for him not just being even at that time around when South Africa was running and he's still running that program, uh, South African Rugby Union, to make sure that he also fell or falls into place with what is required. That, for me, is is, is the flaw, uh, flawed uh, sort of one explanation
2: that, look... Right. If, if yes, you know, uh, Tando, I just want to remind you about something. They are willing yeah. to relax it depending on where it is. And I'll give you an example. Yeah. You remember th- two, three years ago when Brendan Fenter was a consultant or assistant with a spring box mm. and he came out, he didn't have the most basic box smart qualification. Yeah. yeah. And he was allowed with a spring box.
7: It should be the case <laughs> with Peter <laughs> De Villiers as well. That's why yeah. I'm saying yeah. that's why I'm saying Jody is it's very important is he's gone through that process i mean the coach the you where he's done the coaching diary the plan the coaching plan for the he's done those things mm, it's there mm. do you understand what i'm saying is it's not something new Uh, that he will start but it's a matter of him and other coaches that have been there before that have done the 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 level three south south african rugby had its own uh, level three like peter did one in wales now Mm -hmm. south africa had one where they said if you've got a level three from south african rugby union no 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 we don't use that going forward but then you have to go through the irb from level three it just needed you to do the induction and then do uh, the formal formalities of you attaining the IRB. not you starting from level one level two and then going to level three because you already attained that so it's a matter of you just getting to speed with what is happening you're quite correct if you look at a a a guy like Swayze the brain if i ask you the question now does he have a level three What's your answer? Where is he now? He's in New Zealand. Doing what? Making preparations for South <laughs> Africa? Where? For Argentina. Is that now going to be fair enough to say that he's allowed to be the assistant coach, and yet he does not have a level three?
0: It's crazy. Pablo, from your side, yes, where, where are we as far as the next step for Peter de Villiers? We all know what has been playing itself out as far as the media is concerned, uh, but with, with the man himself, what, what confidence can you uh, be able to put us into with regards to the next step.
1: I think just to just to recap, and also just touch on what Tando said. Um, also, just to highlight from our side, um, what we have done is we've submitted Peter's World, um, level three certificate that he attained in Wales. Now, what has not happened, or what has not, what we have not heard from the Kings, is whether they have an issue with that. So, as far as we're concerned, there is no issue. Okay. So they've not come back to us and said, you know, uh, you know, we have an issue with the certificate because of A, B, C, or D. So, we're but what what, what what
0: what did you make of the statement though, which I read earlier, uh, which, you know, for me it, there was a, a slight contradiction. Uh, from one paragraph to the other, where it talks about a World Rugby Level 3 qualification as per minimum requirement for all elite coaches and experience Uh at the highest level. Mm -hmm. It was discovered that only one of the candidates that were interviewed had the required qualifications. I would imagine they're talking about Peter De but then they move on to say, notwithstanding the above, following the completion of the process of interviews, the interviewing panel ranked candidates in terms of their technical capacity for the job. Because exactly. then that's, that's up and, and subject to a whole lot of Interpretation. different interpretations. Exactly,
1: yeah. So that is then becomes a the concern, then what are the issues? Because they have not come back to us and said, uh, you know, we're not happy with this level of certificate. Do you have A, B, C, D? So garnering from what they've said in the statement, we are, we are fairly confident that in this particular instance, they're talking about our client, Mr. Villiers. Mm-hmm but however then you go to the last statement it then qualifies them to do whatever they want to do after that
0: <laughs> yeah, it's almost like saying get yes. to your level 3 but hey well done for getting the level 3 but yes. then we're just going to slightly tweak this uh Joe I mean does not yeah i mean doesn't it put you uh, in a situation that whatever the outcome is, which doesn't look like it could be a Peter de Villiers, yeah. they can then back it up by the notwithstanding punt of that. That's what's the
2: point that I um, made earlier, yeah. Rob, Absolutely. Where, I, where I said mm-hmm. the, the best coach getting the job in South Africa, Not that's a pipe cry. dream. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, I don't think Peter should then, if he doesn't get the job, we all hope that he does, um, yeah. that he can, you know, at least um, get the job and um, go forward. Because if he gets the job, Rob, also remember it's less than two months Before the Pro 14 starts, how much time is he going to have to for preparation? Or they're doing
0: a a type of appointment, setting up to fail.
2: So, you know, even if he gets the job and he doesn't succeed, then everybody's going to say, yeah, what does his level 3 help him now? He Mm. didn't achieve anything Mm. with the King. So, you know, it's all a bit sinister.
0: All right. Just a quick breakaway because this is a a slight breaking news story that's come through. I'm picking it up from Dan Rohn, uh, saying that Casta Semenya is very disappointed after the Swiss Supreme Court uh, reverses the ruling that suspended the IAAF regulations pending her appeal against Kaz, uh, ruling that backed the IAAF. So what this means is that she will be prevented uh, from defending her title at the World Championships in September, but she vows to continue with the appeal. So yeah, different battles being fought out there for talented black athletes. Mzi in Naturina. arena. Good evening.
8: How you doing, brother?
0: I'm good, sir. Welcome to the show. What are your thoughts on this?
8: Uh, um, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's 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 difficult because um, you remember when the Kings went to the Super Rugby? Um, they should have been sort of like. Protected like for the first season, and then let someone else drop off, and then for them to like make a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. So they they go in this year, they drop next year. Onitfunan, that uh, if you're not part of like the big boy team, like, which is uh, the big uh, the big franchises, you're not you're not you're not you don't really weigh that much. Mm-hmm. And now um, with this thing. Could this the kings be trying to like save their own skins by saying that, like, listen, we bent our fingers the first time and uh, let's not do it again? But then again, on the other hand, Peter does or says like what we all think, mm. but would never say. But then again, he's got the credentials and the, and the credibility to do the job. Where is he failing?
0: I think he's failing because his name is Peter Davilius. And he's exactly. failing because that marker that was out there for him almost a decade ago was still out there for him now in 2019. So nothing has changed.
8: Yeah, let's go to Khao or like any other black province. Like let's look at schoolboy rugby.
0: Yeah.
8: I've got an individual who's playing club rugby and schoolboy rugby. Schoolboy rugby, he's not selected to go to trials and then he leaves there he goes to play club rugby a day later he's invited oh. how
0: yeah yeah it's it, it's crazy Mzi, but thank you so much i really do appreciate it i wanted to squeeze in mr banana i'm hearing news that um you and the room dividers are going to be divided as from now onwards is this true rob it's it's not true
7: uh, and I've said that I'm, I'm, I might be uh, away on certain Tuesday because of the mere fact that if you heard yesterday that uh, we've been awarded the Craven Week for 2020. Yes, and already I've taken that to the Nelson Mandela University, where already the noise is uh, that uh, why take it to a university? Yeah. And, they was, and the same people forget that it was taken to Stellenbosch uh, mm. university no one complained mm. it was taken to UJ and here i come and uh, you know with the team and we we feel NMU is better suited because the last day is normally uh, where things uh, gets very hectic because you need to use four to five fields because every team should play instead of the two fields that are the normal requirement for those two days let alone that rob uh, uh, Eastern Province finds itself in a very particular manner or a peculiar manner where I look after eighteen uh, provincial teams, I look after one hundred and seventeen clubs uh, two hundred and forty eight schools one hundred and seventeen, so therefore you find there are sub union meetings, their club affairs meetings, and so forth uh, and, and, and I have asked and, and I know that uh, this is the place that uh, you know my heart is and will always be is to come and, and sit down and we can have not a farewell but normally people can you know be able to to hear my my final parting shots but also be able to be brought back into the show we have world cup i'll be available for the world cup analysis of things mm. i'll mm. be available for what currently uh, is and remember what i said to you rob is you have to hold me accountable uh, as the as the accounting officer for eastern province rugby. and that mm. is why i made that disclaimer earlier on it's very important people to separate the two it's not the same uh, we are the union we're the mother body uh, we seek to better uh, conditions mm-hmm. uh, of our people around this uh, uh, this eastern province rugby union you know where we come from we come from a cheeky era that stain I'm coming in where the stain is still there Rob we've got to really work around it and mm-hmm. really scrape it out so there's a lot of work and I and I did uh, just to say that I will put a lot of my effort and time but I will not Uh, say no when the opportunity has been given to me to come to the show, I will come through at any given time to account that for me is the gist of it all is this is a struggle rob uh, that i've said once that we forever fighting for this game we should not be fighting uh, for what is justfully right uh, for all south africans to be able to participate in to be able to get equal opportunities and i think uh, if you look already you know the amount of ground within the first three three weeks i've been there so you know you're not you're, a- not
0: you're not disappearing basically so no i can't disap- i can't well, okay. do that okay no, i can't all right no thank you you so much i really appreciate it's not it not my last show rob okay okay i was getting worried pablo no you
7: can't yes sir
0: all right so do 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 convey to peter de Villiers that we are going to be tracking down following the story up until the bitter end he has a lot of support and uh, we'll see if sanity prevails and whether the right things are done the proper way Absolutely. but thank you so much for yeah, unpacking appreciate
1: for that us. yeah and uh, we we'll would Ro- also like to thank uh, the public for the support and um, let's let's fight on yeah. Rob
0: Yeah, sure.
7: Just for Pablo. I want to give him just to You know, we say a you know, something to take home with.
0: Twenty second uh,
7: How do you get on a short list if you don't have the minimum required? Take that question, Pablo, and work it
0: out. Thank you very much. Judy, you. your final word?
2: Success in South African rugby should be celebrated and not be blackballed.
0: Sure. Deep stuff. Gentlemen, thank you so much indeed. We hope to lift the lid again. I would have loved to chat about the box up against the All Blacks over the weekend and where that leaves us as far as the championship is concerned. But you know what? The, this is an important discussion and I see a lot of South Africans have been a part of it in a major, major way. Gents, until next time, have a great evening. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Right. appreciate Okay, fantastic stuff there. We make way. Uh, we're standing by. Uh, Metrovam talk. I saw a headline here saying $70 billion lost in six months there was something wrong with that headline well not wrong it's just the fact but that south africa these days we just lose 70 billion in six months and yeah just it happens but looking forward to uh, all of the conversations uh, with ibong coming up now on FM talk and Justice coming up here on radio 2000